Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, it's Katie and I wanted to pop on today to make a quick video um, to really speak to those people who are going on the Sinclair method to drink less alcohol or quit drinking and they're at a point where they feel like they don't know if this method is working for them, whether they've been on it for a few weeks or a few months um, and they say, I get this message a lot from people where they say, nothing's changed in my relationship to alcohol. There's been no change. I'm drinking the same amount. I've been on the medication for you know weeks or months and I've seen zero change. I wanna speak to this today because I think, you know I really feel for these people who are in this place where they had hoped that this method would work for them and they're at a place where they feel like it's not working. Um, just to provide some tips and insight that I have seen through my own experience and also working one-on-one -on -one with people the past couple of years about you know, how to overcome this place where you're at, where you feel like, I don't know if this is gonna work for me. So I wanna first preface this to say, you know, the Sinclair method is not 100% effective for 100% of the people. It's shown to have an efficacy rate of about 78%. So 78% of people who go on it um, for changing their relationship to alcohol do see success with the method. So it's not gonna work for 100% of people. But I will say when people reach out to me and express that it's not working for them, I almost always see opportunities for improvement where we can identify that it actually is working and perhaps they're not recognizing how it's working and then also how they can make it work better for themselves. So um, just to begin with, I want to say that when you go on this method to drink less alcohol, the changes that you see are often going to be very subtle. And what happens a lot with people is that they dismiss these small subtle changes as really insignificant and not signs that the method is working for them. When in fact, that's exactly how the method does work for a lot of people is that the changes are often gradual and subtle. You can think about it like if you're wanting to lose weight. If you wanna lose 20 pounds, you're not gonna lose 20 pounds in a matter of a couple weeks. You're gonna lose it really slowly and gradually, a pound here, a pound there. And so the same thing is true with the Sinclair method. And um, I think it's really important that people, when they feel like they're in this place of it not working and there's no change, that they take a pause and really take a step back and examine their relationship to alcohol and really try to identify if there's any area that has changed at all since they've started on the medication. Um, some examples of this could be, you know, that they're drinking a little bit more slowly. Maybe they would drink two drinks in 30 minutes before this method, but now they're drinking two drinks in an hour or in two hours. Uh, maybe they're starting drinking later in the day. Maybe usually they'd rush home and have a drink right at five o'clock, but maybe now they're not drinking till seven or eight. Um, maybe they used to day drink on the weekends and now they're not day drinking, but they're drinking in the evening. Uh, maybe they're thinking about alcohol a little bit less. Maybe they notice they don't enjoy the buzz as much. So these are just 
really a few examples to illustrate that point. There are so many other ways that our relationship to alcohol can shift on this method. And so it's really important not to dismiss those little changes as insignificant, but instead to really recognize them and celebrate them because that shows that it is working for you. And these changes, again, are gonna be really gradual and subtle, but that's how it builds and builds over time. And that's why, honestly, most physicians I know will recommend people give this method at least nine months to really see big changes and results. And so that is one piece I want people to be aware of that the changes on this method are often very subtle and it's really important to take a step back and really examine all of the ways that your relationship to alcohol may be changing, even if it's just small ways. The second thing I want to talk about is using alcohol as a coping mechanism. This is so common for people, myself included, when I was um, drinking so heavily for so long. I used alcohol to cope with everything, to cope with a stressful event, a hard day, someone who I was in a fight with, you know, chaos in the world, whatever. Especially right now with coronavirus, I see a lot of people reaching out to me saying, oh, I'm drinking more now than ever before because of the pandemic and being locked down, which I, I totally understand and I empathize with you. Um, but the piece that is really important to understand when you're on this method is that you know, the medication can work really well to kind of quiet the cravings for alcohol. So you might have less of a desire to drink, but on the same token, you really need to be proactive about building up more coping mechanisms, healthy coping mechanisms that are not alcohol related. The medication will not do that for you. And I see often where people, you know, they'll, they'll still continue to drink out of habit um, just because it's what they've always done to cope and they want that quick fix, that kind of numbing after the end of a hard day. And they're still kind of looking for that, even though they, they want to drink less and they're on this method, they're still looking for that quick fix. And so um, in my perspective, you know, alcohol really weakens us. Um, as humans, we're naturally built and able and equipped to be able to cope with really stressful, hard days in life. If you think back to when you were a kid, if you had a hard day at school or your parents didn't let you do something, you didn't reach for alcohol to cope. You would do other things. You'd go outside or play with friends or whatever you would do as a kid. Um, and as an adult, you know, that's the same for us. We're naturally built to be able to cope with these challenging things. But when we rely on alcohol over and over again, what it does is it weakens us and makes us then depend on it in order to cope with challenging things. Um, and in my you know, experience and myself and working with others, um, our coping, our ability to cope is really like a muscle. Like when you go to the gym, the more practice you have with using different tools other than alcohol to cope, the easier and easier it becomes and the stronger you become and it becomes more like second nature for you. And so um, this is a big part, I think, where, you know, again, people are still looking for that quick fix or they need a way to cope at the end of the day. And alcohol has been there for them for a really long time. And so it does take some proactive effort to start practicing with new coping mechanisms. And the way that I did this that I, I think has worked well for me and works for others as well is that you know, you really start to challenge the trigger you have to drink. So say you get home at the end of the day and you just need something to numb out and you just wanna escape whatever you're feeling now. And it's really easy, to, again, just to rely on alcohol and continue to, to go to that, but I know that's not satisfying for a lot of people. And so 
just to really start to challenge that knee-jerk reaction need for alcohol and try something else. You know, try working out, try taking a bath, try getting a good meal, try watching a funny movie, taking a cold shower, um, moving your body, cranking up some music, all these different ways you can just try new things in order to cope with that feeling of just wanting to kind of escape um, and just try it out. And you can tell yourself even, you know, if this doesn't work, if in 30 minutes, you know, I'm not feeling more relieved, then I can um, take the naltrexone and have a drink. But just to really start to challenge those knee-jerk reactions to the triggers you have, just to really start practicing with new ways of coping that are not alcohol related. And again, starting small, just giving yourself a chance to try something else. And if it doesn't quite work for you or you really still want to drink, then you can, can comply with taking the naltrexone and drinking. But um, making a commitment to yourself to, you know, to try that every single time, to not just go straight to alcohol, but give other things a try. And what happened with me and what I see happen with others as well is then that those things start to become more nourishing and more helpful and and before you know it your coping muscle will begin to grow and you'll start to to go to these things as coping mechanisms as opposed to the other things that are related to alcohol so really just having the willingness to try out new things to kind of put off that knee-jerk response to drink at the end of the day or drink from a stressful situation or trigger and just try out new things and keep a light heart about it and tell yourself you know if if this doesn't work then in an hour I will have my drink but if you try something new every single time that you have that trigger to drink your coping muscle is going to grow and grow and grow and before you know it you're going to be going to those coping tools as opposed to choosing to drink just because in the long run they're much more effective you're not getting intoxicated you're healing yourself and you are getting stronger yourself emotionally mentally physically and spiritually um, again as I said earlier I just really feel like alcohol weakened me and crippled me to the point where I just felt like I needed it and I depended on it for everything and you've got to kind of break free from that um, yourself and kind of have some some motivation and some drive to do it yourself because it's all too easy just to stay in the trap of relying on it every single day and so just taking small steps, being really kind to yourself, being flexible with yourself, but taking small t steps to really challenge those cravings um, and those triggers and try other things and um, get yourself out of that habit of relying on alcohol to cope because um, the quick fix, it's only a temporary solution and we know that it's not a long-term fix and um, the more we can learn to cope with other tools, just the easier and easier it becomes. So again, if you're on this method and feeling like it's challenging and not working for you, um, take a step back, look at all the ways your relationship to alcohol may be changing, even in really small ways. And then number two, really try out new ways to cope, implement some new coping tools that are not related to alcohol and just try it out and be, be committed to trying it out every single time. Hope that's helpful. Thanks for watching. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast. For additional Sinclair Method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.